stress, anxiety, and depression are skyrocketing among children and teens. And Cook Children's Healthcare System is on a mission to bring these topics into the light. I'm Winnie King. And I'm Dr. Kristen Perch. If you have kiddos in the room, now is the time to put on those headphones. Some of the topics we'll be discussing will not be suited for young ears. This is Raising Joy. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Raising Joy. This is different today because I don't have my partner in crime, and and that's just kind of sad. I'm... Dr. Kristen Perch is not feeling well. She's a little under the weather. And, you know, she said, well, I I feel okay, but I don't want to come in and don't want to infect. And I'm like, thank you very much. We appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm, I, I, you know, back in the day before uh, COVID, we used to drag our feverish behinds to work, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, before you were, you know. You were sick. You didn't want people judging you, so you you went ahead and went on into work. You pressed through. You you did, but you pressed through and you, you infected, infected everybody. everybody. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's exactly what happened. So I I appreciate your graciousness, my friend Kristen. We miss you, and this is kind of odd doing this, but it's it'll be all right. We'll get through it. Okay, and I do have a guest. Because you hear you hear her already, so I I do have a guest. So that's it's not like I'm in here by myself. So that would not be good by myself. No. Anyway, you know it is Black History Month. This is February, and today we're talking about mental health through the cultural lens, um, because different cultures approach mental health differently. Um, Lachelle Goodrich is the owner of I Legacy Consulting and counseling. She also um, is the Choice Neighborhood Initiative Director for Fort Worth Housing Solutions, among many other roles. I hear she's busy. She knows a lot. She's got a lot. She's got a laptop with her. I mean, and she working. She's working even as we speak. (laughs) Welcome, Lachelle, to Raising Joy. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) So let's let's dive. Let's get into it. You know, as they say on TikTok. Let's jump on in this and and tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you decide to go into counseling? Okay. So Lachelle Goodrich, um, yeah, kind of wear many hats and um, until I cannot, I will say that. How did I get into counseling? Um, I was a teenage mom at the age of 14. I had my first child and I became very intrigued with the social worker in high school that helped us navigate mm. um, not only academics, but also the social services that were available okay. to um, teen parents. Mm-hmm. Because I just didn't want to go to the school where all the pregnant moms went. I okay. wanted to stay, stay at my school. home school. Okay. And so I was intrigued about her, uh, you know, her compassion, mm-hmm. um, pulling us in together, letting us know the resources, and just giving us that additional support. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that. And then moved into, navigated to the Fort Worth Housing Solutions, and I became the coordinator to help families become self-sufficient. Mm. And so then I became intrigued with the mind on why do we do the things that we, we do. do. Oh, my. That's a, that's a podcast it all by itself. Yes. So I was like, hmm. So then um, just did my research and moved from, I have my undergrad is in business, mm-hmm. project management, mm-hmm. and then just moved into mental health counseling. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
why we do what we do. Did you ever get the answer to that? Listen, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I need to write a book on that. But yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot that there. that there's a lot there. How did you how did your experience with students shape uh, your desire to go into this work? Okay, so actually, I used to teach school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You wear hats until you can't. Until I can't. And so the funny thing is, so I am community through and through. Okay, got so it. So I'm a two-termer at the Fort Worth Housing Solutions. So my first term there, I was working in the community, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And there was, uh, we worked very closely with Stripling Middle School because that's where our kids that lived in Butler, they went to that school. Okay. And so the principal at that time, Dr. Terry Mossage, was absolutely amazing. She brought the staff over there to work with the community. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think I'm going to go be a teacher. It, so I took my exam and I went to go teach, you know, middle school history. And she was my principal. She hired me because she knew me from the community to build that bridge between public housing and education. Wow. Okay. And so when she left, yeah, I kind of left too. Okay. And then I went back to my first love back okay. at the Fort Worth Housing Solutions. Okay. And okay. which in much, didn't even know the, this role will even involve. Existed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're easily influenced. Okay. <laughs> okay, let me I mean, think about when you, that. When you go into something, you dive all in. I do. I do. You dive all in. I do. How does that work? I mean, because do you get exhausted? I do. Like, okay. I need a vacation right now. Okay. okay. And so I have some things that's in the works that um, eventually I know in the next couple of months I'll be able to take vacation. Okay. And you do um, need to do that. I do because I have to take care of myself. I cannot pour from an empty mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I learned that a long time ago. I used to go on vacation but never really went on vacation because mm-hmm. you still had all the, the coutrement te- mm-hmm. and all of the stuff mm-hmm. and the technology and yeah. and I, I learned when I went on a cruise I could not get to the uh, to you, my phone. You didn't have the access. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And that's when I learned mm-hmm. how, what it felt like. I did. And it was good. It was really good. So we know, okay, anyway, so we know that black and brown communities face increased stigma around mental health. It does. So how do we, how do we work with that? How do we approach those stigmas? Because we really do need the help. And I think the pandemic kind of pulled the curtain back on a lot of that. And so we're still kind of digging in and trying to figure it out. So the pandemic, oh, wow, that opened up... um so many doors. Yeah, I will yeah, say it that, did. It and, did. It, and it it removed some scales from our eyes. But when you talk about removing the stigma from brown and black communities, um, I I would say our counterparts they they've had access to mental health, okay. and so they these were like regular conversations that mm-hmm. you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas brown and black communities, like no, you pray about it, you go, <laughs> you know, get out of my face. Like mm-hmm. you're just mm-hmm. a kid. Mm-hmm. What are you nervous mm-hmm. or anxious mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. However, now I strongly believe that we are at a place. No, 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 no. There's 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 something going on. So let's seek some help. Right. And so removing stigma looks like have normalizing conversations that it is a okay to see a mental health professional. Right. That it's going to take a lot more than just prayer. Mm-hmm. Prayer is mm-hmm. a tool, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. However, we need a safe 
space right. because I believe for black communities, black and brown, one, we've always, our mind has been conditioned that what goes on in the house, stays it stays in the house. In the house. And there's a lot going on in that the house. That is very detrimental. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when our mind has been conditioned, we keep up, we have these walls, we keep these deep secrets, mm-hmm. we keep the aunt or the uncle then in, in the, the back a- room mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. You, you already know, mm-hmm. don't go in that back mm-hmm. room, mm-hmm. leave them alone. Mm-hmm. And so then they're isolated until they pass away and nobody ever really talked about what was wrong with mm-hmm. uncle and mm-hmm. auntie mm-hmm. so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And so to remove those stigmas means that we have to normalize having conversations. We have to create safe spaces that our children and or our, you know, cousin or our mom is, they feel comfortable and not judged to say, hey, I've been isolated. Mm-hmm. I, I For the past three weeks, I, I don't have the desire to do the things that I enjoy. Wow. For the past three weeks, I, I've don't want to get out of the bed and mm. my personal hygiene is declining. Mm-hmm. I need someone that can help me. Yeah. But you know, as um, marginalized people, mm-hmm. we tend not to want to show the weakness. Of course. Because that for us right. is a weakness. And we're already in a position where we're kind of behind, you know, anyway. So a lot of people are just. I'm I'm holding on for dear life because right. I cannot afford to allow you to see right. that in me. So one, that's because America, white America, has taught us that like black people have to be strong, yeah. and so then yeah. we take that as a badge of honor <coughs> mm-hmm. that we use the slogan of time mix. I'm gonna take a licking and I'm gonna keep on ticking. Yeah. Yeah. However, we have to work our way out of that mindset because. I am tired. Mm-hmm. I have emotions. I have feelings. Mm-hmm. I feel rejected just like you do. Mm-hmm. I don't always have to be the strong one. Yeah. And so we have to start rewriting some of these narratives mm-hmm. that I don't have to be strong. And how do we start rewriting these narratives that when I'm with my friends and they feel like, okay, this this won't get done unless I do it. Ah, Mm. Let's let's yeah. let, let let's me stop it. you there. Right. And then we also have to now we have to train our children to no longer okay. think like because one society has told, you know, marginalized communities that we have to be twice as best. Mm-hmm. We have and to be, be better than good. yeah, mm-hmm. than the next. We have mm-hmm. to dress a certain mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. and and all of these things. So now I, I so, you know, sometimes I call myself a system disruptor cuz then I'm asking questions like according to whose standard? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the difference, but you know, in the black community particularly, uh-huh. the difference between black women and black men, mm-hmm. there is a difference. Absolutely. I mean, because black women are holding down in ways that black men are not necessarily. Right. And and they have a stigma. Black men are just like, no, I'm I'm pushing through. But black women are are really taking on a lot. Absolutely. I just wrote a piece that talked about when the professor, and her name is not coming to me, that um, that committed suicide. Yeah. The professor that committed suicide, I wrote a piece that said black women are held as heroes. We are problem solvers. We are system changers. We we bear children. We, we take care of other people's children. But when it is time, but then after all of those things... Mm-hmm. We are torn down. Mm-hmm. We are criticized. Mm-hmm. We don't have a safe space to to be honest and open and talk about our feelings, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it it is. It's it's not a fair playing field. And like you mentioned, it is very different different from men. I think women we ha- we have been provided or we're supposed to innately already you know 
be nurturing, right? So mm-hmm. then we kind of should be easily to identify these feelings that we talk about and these right. emotions, right. whereas men... Uh, may not necessarily have been exposed to that vocabulary because then they don't want to be identified as weak. Mm. Mm. Okay. Wow. Well, but we can't, af- but women can't afford to be weak. Because we have to juggle kid. this. I got kids. Mm-hmm. I got kids and I may be a single parent mm-hmm. and I can't stop. But guess what? I don't even have to be a single parent. When True. It, like I work with married successful women that have supposedly great partners, but it's not partnership. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to get up and I have to go to work and I have to lead this team, but Mm -hmm. I also have to make sure my children, Mm -hmm. they are doing well in Mm -hmm. school and I'm taking care of them and that I'm not always on the go, but I've spent a little time. Mm -hmm. I have to be everything everything to everyone. To everyone except for to myself. Yeah. 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 That's, that's tough. It is. How how do we navigate? We have boundaries. Uh-oh. You know, we don't like the B word. Okay, no, because when you start putting out boundaries, now people are starting to object. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're not used to it. And it's not their say. So we can put up these ba- boundaries. Why do we, you think we have fences in mm. our backyard? <laughs> Yeah, true, true. That, you know, why, true. why do we have that? If okay. I if I didn't need boundaries, then I wouldn't need a fence. Yeah. And then, you know, your children can just come over into my yard. Your and dog can your come livestock. over. Your livestock. Yeah, you know, so, hey, yeah, boundaries. Yeah, yeah, we need that. And we need to be unapologetic about it. So when we're looking at black and brown communities and we're saying, okay, go get mental health, mm-hmm. the first thing I want to think about is, can I go to somebody who looks like me? Right. Where are they? We're here. Okay. (laughs) So many people. So, yes, we can go to psychology.com, psychologytoday.com, and you can basically in the search box tell them that you want an African or black woman, Mm -hmm. male, Mm -hmm. that takes this insurance that's in this particular area if you want virtual or in person, right? So that's a great resource because it is verified. Okay. Um, There's other great resources. We can get on social media and whatever. But so many people have found me because... Google. Oh. Black mm-hmm. therapist, counselor. Mm-hmm. counselor. Yeah. We use yeah. those words interchangeably yeah. in yeah. Fort Worth. Okay. Okay. Google is our friend. Yes, it is. Until it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> and I tell people, be okay with saying, are they black? Okay. Are they Hispanic? Okay. Are they Asian? Like, whatever, whatever you want. Whatever you need. Yeah. And, yeah, so be okay with saying those things. Is it important that it be that way that can I go to a white therapist and still get what I need? You can go to anybody okay. as long as you know what you need and you feel like you are getting that. Yeah. Um, but if you're not, I don't, if they look just like you, they may not give you what you need. True. Right. So fine. It is about finding someone that can give you what you need and you mm-hmm. feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable. Okay. So who who do you see? Who are you seeing? Black women I see, who are you, everybody. Yes, I am blessed to have a wide range of clients. Mm-hmm. So from white, black, Hispanic, um, I have a client who's from India, mm. um, from Pakistan. Okay. So I'm blessed to see everybody um, because... I may not speak their language, but I speak their language, if you know what I mean. <laughs> because I I want people to come in to feel safe, mm. to feel valued, to feel validated, mm-hmm. 
there's no and, and when I say safe, there is no judgment. And I'm and I'm I beat I'm myself. So yeah. down to earth, relatable. And when they first come in, part of my speech of your intake is listen, I have no room to judge. I've been around the block a time or two. I tell mm-hmm. them how old my children are and I tell them how old I am. And so they can kind of do the math like, oh, okay. And guess what? I've I've lived life mm-hmm. and I have no room to judge. And if I don't understand, then I'm going to ask you. Okay. Like, hey, tell right. me more about that. Right. Yeah. Right. Are there commonalities? Are you seeing a thread? Is there a thread in anything you're seeing? Or, you know, when we're talking to our therapist, are you, you know, I've seen this more than once. Mm-hmm. Is, I would say people are fearful to let down their guard to show who they really are. Okay? Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, so people are fearful to let down they, their guard to show who they really are. Why? Because American society says you have to be this, you have to say it this way, you have to present yourself in certain ways. In certain ways. Mm-hmm. And so I create a space where no you don't. No you don't. Okay. No you don't. Okay. You don't you don't have to come and let down your guard if you are if you believe that American society says that you have to be and you have to dress this way. Mm-hmm. I will encourage you. How do you how do you want to to to, to show up? Show okay. up that way. Okay. Be authentic. Be authentic. That is the best liberating person you can be. It is. It is. Do you see kids? I do. Wow. Okay. I do. No younger than 10. Okay. Yeah. How are you helping parents navigate those waters with children? It is always interesting because parents, um, so if I see children, a lot of children uh, that I see um, have ADHD. And so parents always question, like, okay, this is virtual. Because I, I see them virtual. Mm-hmm. H- tell me what magic trick that you think that you're going to pull to keep my child, you know, engaged with some tools mm-hmm. that are going to help. So I keep parents very engaged. Okay. So I say, listen, I'm not a magician, but I have a pretty good track record. <laughs> okay. And so if we work together, because I don't, ha- I'm not pulling rabbits out my head or whatever. What, um, and so I use a lot of different interventions and tools. So we watch a little snippets of different videos mm. and we dance and we talk about di- different things where mm-hmm. they can relate. And next thing I know, you know, 45 minutes is it's here. Gone. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and their parents are like, wait, wait, how did you get them to do this? Okay. And so, um, but also educating parents. Okay. And so sometimes parents don't know. Nobody, there's not a manual that say, okay, your child is, at the age of four, your child is going to be diagnosed with whatever. Yeah. We just see signs, symptoms, and behaviors that we deem as not normal, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And so, I don't know how to navigate that. Give me somebody that's one is going to make me feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. that I can say, I don't know what to do. Right, right. And not speak over my head. And that's why I tell parents or my clients, I don't need to use clinical terms. Been there, done that, have the degree, Mm -hmm. it's on the wall, have the licensure. Yes, you want real conversations and words that when you go to the doctor's office or the psychiatrist, you know how to advocate for your child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> and it's difficult for black children, too, mm-hmm. because they get labeled in school. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're overrepresented. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. It makes and underrepresented. Um, and so th- that was the biggest thing. Um, again, I told you I, I taught school and and Dr. Mossage, that was her biggest things. Like we don't we don't have to label, mm-hmm. right? And so, but how if we see these signs and these behaviors, right? How are we addressing? How are we making these accommodations? We don't necessarily always need a, an official five hundred four, but as teachers, how are we meeting their needs? Mm-hmm. I always used to hate to hear the word. He's so bad, right? He's so bad. That's a bad kid. Or do you know enough about me to really that you can teach me and lead me? Right. And why am I acting this way? So what happened? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on? You know, but that's, you know, we're not necessarily reaching in that bucket. We want to just label Label. and keep going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We don't want to even go that far. But, you know, I feel for teachers, my gosh, because they've got to deal with a whole lot. They do. Mm. They do. Yeah. So, you know, you're wearing a lot of hats. Tell me about the other hats. Are there other hats? What are you doing? So I do have a nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, but of course, it, it's, it's around mental health. So it is called CHAMP, Community Healing and Mental Health Project. Mm-hmm. And that was birthed from the killing of a Tatiana Jefferson. Okay. Um, to really meet the needs because I saw how the community responded mm. and how we didn't respond mm. and how, honestly, that what I like to call the secondhand trauma was passed down. Ooh, talk about that. And so um, we know gun violence is, is here and it's really high among our our youth. Yeah. And so what I, what Champ tends to do is our mission is to remove the stigma of mental health and provide free resources, mm-hmm. free short-term counseling, mm-hmm. as well as I go into communities and build a trauma-informed and resilient community. Mm. So um unfortunately, you know, we know 4th of July is coming around every year and unfortunately we had last year we had the shooting in Como, mm-hmm. and um, what I was able I I was praying I was like okay so how, what can I do mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so what I was able to do I collect I connected with another nonprofit and I galvanized twelve mental health professionals across the city mm. where we were able to go in and provide resources and then I put together a um, three series um, of sessions for the community leaders on talking about how. How, how do we become trauma-informed? Mm. How do we create a safe space to process this trauma that we all have witnessed? And for many of them, we become desensitized because it is I'm becomes the norm. You, I'm telling you. And so some of the community's gripe was, how do we still go on with the parade, right, when mm-hmm. my child mm-hmm. was just murdered or whatever the case may be? And it is such a dichotomy. Yeah. So how can we still celebrate but also honor yeah. and memorialize? Right, right. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about that becoming desensitive because— you know, the mass shootings, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm. you know, it's to the point now I just want to turn the TV off yeah. and I don't want to hear about it mm-hmm. anymore. So it's almost like I'm just, I'm numb. Yeah, I go through those phases. Not often because I know I have to be aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. What I have to do a good job at is processing in and filtering out. Okay. And then remembering what I am called to. So I, I can't, I have, like, I'm not God, and so okay. I'm not a superhero. Okay. But I am called to this part of the solution. And so, um, yeah, that's how I have to process it because it becomes a lot. We have to know how to process it in yeah. and process it out. Yeah, I've, I've gotten to the point now because I used to be a news 
junkie. Really? I mean, I loved it. I would sit and watch mm-hmm. and, you know, from sunup, sundown. But now I, I honestly I can't. can't. I honestly cannot. It's too much. It, it is. And I can tell how it impacts me to the point where it's hard to go to sleep at night, oh, you know, because yeah. you're, it's, it's. Constantly replaying. It's just replaying. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, ugh. And, I, you know, and I'm in a fairly safe area, I, you know, but all of that just, it just, it's too much. Yeah. It's just too much. Because we really live in a society, we deem it safe, but anything. Anything could happen anywhere, anywhere. at any time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, safe is relative. Yeah. It just isn't always that way. So what's your ultimate goal? What is it that you want to what achieve? What I want to be when I grow up. So that's always <laughs> one of the questions that I, I ask my new clients. So tell me, what is it that you really want to be mm-hmm. when you grow up? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, I want to have a training facility for new or, you know, mature mental health professionals so they can come and get culturally competent training. Mm. I will never get away from direct services because I enjoy serving people yeah, so much. But I want to be able to, you know, do training Train in the commu- trainers. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the communities, mm-hmm. right? We talk I want to be able to expand on training communities to be trauma informed and resilient. Okay. So when I know if there is a mass shooting in my neighborhood, we have my community has something set up like a call tree. Mm-hmm. My community, we know this is what we need to do. This is the safe space to process mm-hmm. for adults to process their feelings. This is a safe space, a uh, place here for our children to process and then how to keep a watch for eye on our children okay, okay. Um, because th- th- they are impacted just as well. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. But see, that 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 shows up because they internalize mm-hmm. and then they just stay on the game or they stay in their room and mm-hmm. then sometimes well, parents are like, well, no, I think they're okay. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not. Because then they, they normalize that behavior mm-hmm. and then they internalize that behavior then because they don't know how to properly process it, it comes out in aggressive behavior. Jeez. Are you doing any work with Cook Children's? I do a lot of work on their ACEs, <laughs> yeah. task force, okay. wherever okay. they need me. Okay. Um, the um, the the roadmap um, mm-hmm. was you know was birthed out of a conversation that you know many of us participated in. But for me, it is how to how are we reaching the community where they understand what we're talking about, especially mm-hmm. with these sensitive mm-hmm. subjects like mm-hmm. mental health. I yeah. don't really want to talk about that. Yeah. My yeah. child is okay. Yeah, no. I'm okay. No. No, especially in that, what is it, 76104? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We need longevity in that yeah. in that area. So when I talk about my nonprofit, those are, I'm working with the middle school students mm-hmm. in 76104 mm-hmm. and 76105 to bridge that gap right. from the south side to the east side. Okay. And what it is, um, I work with two other organizations, um, Dr. Carlos Walker and Nakia Cole, what we call healing camps. Okay. And so they do the entrepreneurial and introduction to farm life. Like, I have never seen rambunctious <laughs> 12, 13, and 14-year-old boys and girls find peace fishing, kayaking, when they learn how to do archery, and then Actively yes. participating yeah. in fireside chats where we're talking about, you know, emotions, identifying emotions, and then finding ways that they feel is capable to them mm-hmm. on how to process when they become upset, when they become angry, when they become sad, mm-hmm. when they become isolated mm-hmm. and rejected. Mm-hmm. And so being able, not only are we doing that, like we're spending a night inside of a tent outside. <laughs> 
I'm like, I'm 41. I'm too old for this. No. But it brings me joy. Because <clears throat> that's the way we used to, that's the way we, my generation right. used to play. That's how we did it. I mean, we went fishing. Right. We, we did stuff Technology outside. is very limited. You yes. text your parents to let them know that you've made it, but they have, other than that, they have my contact information. Yeah. We 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 t- properly conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. The boys have the, like, doing old school football, right? Making us turn on our headlights so they can have light outside. <laughs> outside at night, yes. That's the way we used to play. But that's, you know, and it's just getting away from that screen because now that really says Absolutely. that screen can do real damage. Yes. So we need to get away from it a yeah. little bit and try to get outside. And, I, and quite frankly, I feel better when I'm just walk. Yeah. Just walking outside. The film comes, you know, that Claritin yes. film that, you know, that's been foggy and, and the you know, it gets really light and bright, and mm-hmm. I and I can make decisions, yeah. you know, when I'm outside and I'm breathing, and the air is, you know, it's something about it. Listen, since COVID, you know, now all of a sudden our calendars are, are full of virtual meetings. Yeah, and like, do I even have time to go have to lunch restroom. or go to the you restroom? Know, right, because it's back to back. Right, and so now I don't have a problem taking those calls while I am walking, walking. my neighborhood. That's it. That's it. And if I need to look at it, I can look at it on my phone. But if I need to, I can respond from my mm-hmm. phone. But if I need to respond, you know, in a message or whatever. But I'm like, I owe this to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We even, you know, on occasion we'll have walking meetings. Yeah. Where we just get together and just walk outside. Yeah, absolutely. And though, even though I see clients virtually, I encourage my, um, my, my staff to, I, what I used to do, I used to go to the park. My parents would meet. Yeah bring their kids to the park yeah. where we would just walk and talk yeah. that yeah. that outside uh, you know was always amazing now I do miss that <laughs> I do I do I I'm not I don't miss being stuck in our office mm-hmm. but I miss being able to to do walk therapy what what do you want people to know what do you what do you think is important about the work that you're doing and and how you're impacting the community and what do you want people to know I want people to know that it's okay to seek mental health Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is okay. Um, you know, we let's remove the wording or the labels of being crazy. Mm-hmm. Let's be open to talk about things that are hard mm-hmm. and to realize that being vulnerable doesn't mean that you're weak, but it means that you're going to have the courage to show up when you don't know what the outcome mm-hmm. is. And so let's re- that's how we remove stigma. Mm-hmm. Let's normalize these conversations. And it is okay that if you don't know, to ask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between mental health and mental illness. It is. Because we say those interchangeably. We do. We do. But that's not... So the, the illness part is if I've been diagnosed with depression and I am not properly treated. Mm. Okay. Right? And not properly. So treated. I want to be on the continuum of mental wellness. Oh, okay. That's that means word. I'm taking care of myself. <laughs> okay. But it. their uh, mental illness, mm-hmm. right? So if I have the flu, I have signs and symptoms of a runny nose, a headache, an achy body. Mm-hmm. So I am ill. Mm-hmm. However, so my mental illness means, okay, I've been diagnosed or I, maybe I have not, but I am ill because I'm not taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to be on the spectrum of mental wellness. I am taking care, whether you have a diagnosis or not. Yeah, yeah I am taking yeah. care of my mental mm-hmm. 
health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in a good headspace. Um, I'm taking care of myself. I'm in a good headspace anytime I can take a vacation. I know you're right. And that's the truth. I mean, and and I have learned to walk away from the phone and put it in the drawer, really. Because mm-hmm. in it, it's something about when I come back, I am rejuvenated and I have good ideas. My staff hates to see me coming after vacation. You know what? I, I need I'm I'm working to get there because uh-huh. when I come back to my phone, it's almost I feel like I when I used to teach and you have to prep to mm-hmm. for the sub mm-hmm. and then it's almost like you do more work to prep. So yeah. when I leave my phone, it's almost like now I now come I back to all these to the emails old, yeah, yeah, and yeah, so I need yeah. to you know, I I get my life together. Yeah, it's but it's different for me. I don't know why, but if I can leave it mm-hmm. and just not Think about it mm-hmm. and enjoy that moment. That, that moment, Be in the moment where I am right now, and I usually don't do it unless I go overseas or something. You right. know, I go far, far right. away. But right. but then I have seen things I wouldn't have seen. I have experienced mm-hmm. things I wouldn't normally have experienced. So I really get into that. I, I enjoy that. Now I will say, uh, my mom conned me into going to Dubai. <laughs> Okay. Back in October. Okay. That was the best little thing she could have ever done. Um, and that was probably the first time that I was totally away from my phone. I took one mm-hmm. work meeting, mm-hmm. and that was because there. we were trying to figure out the mural. Mm-hmm. So that was very important. That was okay. going to go into the, the housing development. But other than that, okay, that was the first time, and yeah. that was the best ever. There, you know, I it's... It's something to be said. It's something to be said. Thank you so much for joining us, Lachelle. This has been interesting. It's been great. We want to break down those walls. We want to break down the stigma of mental health and and being able to get into mental wellness. Absolutely. And not and not, you know, doing the things we'll be perpetuating. Um, we need some help. We need to work on ourselves. We do. You do. Mm, mm, mm. I'm so grateful. What are you grateful for? I am grateful for the doors and opportunities that allow me to share um, in an uncommon way, mm-hmm. in an uncommon way. So okay. I'm, I'm grateful that God continues to use me as a vessel. Okay. Yeah. And I'm grateful that he does, too. <laughs> I'm grateful for the fact that you focus on areas and for people who have not always had that Absolutely. help. And it's difficult for them to be able to get the help, receive it, find it, mm-hmm. uh, afford it. Mm-hmm. You know, it is difficult. So the fact that you're, you know, interested and you're all in there and trying to help the community with that is 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 a lot to be grateful mm-hmm. for. And I hope you can train others. That, you know, you yes. know, we need more. Yes, we need more. It's just, I we agree. Need to do that. Well, thank you everybody for listening. I miss my friend. <laughs> I miss Kristen. Hurry up, get well, and come back and see us. And thank you for listening to this episode of Raising Joy. Please take a moment and hit that subscribe button when you get a chance. Leave us a rating and a review. And until next time, you just breathe, open up, you matter.